Yo, what up, everybody? Hey, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. I was getting a little uh, issues with my audio for a second there. Y'all hear me okay? Y'all hear me okay? Okay, I see your thumbs. Perfect, perfect. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Sorry about that. Woo! Man, what a game. Oh, I see the Bannerman. What's up, fellas? Walking through the parking garage. It was, it was. Woo! Vibes are high. Vibes are high. Sorry, y'all, man. I mean, whew. Talk about a way to get the fucking boys going, the energy going, confidence rolling. I, I, you can kind of just sense it right from the jump, right? It's just like the physicality was there. Like the, the Kings just never backed down. The chippiness was there from the Oilers. Typical, right, with Kane and, and Perry in the lineup now. But the, the Kings were there for it. They are ready for it. Nothing. Nothing phased them. It was like a team that we, we had seen all throughout the season just kind of popped back out again. And I'm not, it's hard to, like, say, like, Hiller's, like, been like such a dramatic like impact in terms of like mentality in just like two days but you would think that just that that change just would kind of wake people up a bit and like I don't, I don't want to shit on like McClellan or anything like he's done but you can just sense like the communication and the voice that Hiller brings it's, it's new right it's, it's 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 not like it's it's necessarily he's saying different things but it's maybe it's the way he's saying it or how he's sending the message because I, one thing like specifically one thing we talked to Dubois after the game today and he said that the new coaching staff challenged him after the break like that was the first message they they, they talked about uh when he first came back after the also break or whatever trip he was on and they said he challenged him to be an impact player to be better on the ice and he'll end up having fun and that's what Jim Miller said and we kind of saw that right it's not even necessarily the impact like the goal it was that that first play he had where he was just like using his speed and his physicality, his power to draw a penalty, get tackled, whatever. Like, th- like that's what you want to see. Who cares about the production? If you're not producing, it, you, you have to have an impact in other areas of the ice. You have to have an impact, whether it's just throwing a body check, blocking a shot, breaking up a play defensively. That, like, that's like, I don't know if you guys listened to um, Hiller's uh, debut presser when he talked about, and I asked him like, how he views the game of hockey. I specifically asked him about analytics, but he talked about how he views the game of hockey. And he mentioned, it's like, you want to deposit and have good things, like have a full bank account. So you want to keep putting things in your bank account and keep making deposits of good plays, whether it's blocking shots or, or playing good defense, whatever. And you don't want to be taking out too many, making too many withdrawals. And that's kind of what we saw from Dubois tonight. It's like, you think about like, sure, sure. Like we can talk about, the too many men on the ice penalty, which I thought it was more or less on Dubois. I, I get there's some people talking about maybe Kobitar shouldn't came on too early, but I thought that was on Dubois. And it's like you you want to see more plays like that, where you have you have um make, you have players like that making an impact and just small things, right? Small things. And I think Hiller I think Hiller did a great job making that happen. So. It, it, you, it's one game, so it's hard to get caught up, and you don't want to be so caught up in this, this um, 
mind frame of like, oh, the Kings are like totally back as much as like we want to be, right? I mean, this is such a big win to go up against the Oilers. And it's for like the shutout too. It's only the second time they've been shut out all season. So like for me personally, like I'm I'm hyped. Like I'm 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 ready to run through a brick wall after watching that game because you saw a team that we had seen so much in the early parts of the season. But it's like I'm ready for the next game. Like I want the next game to be like right now. Like I want to see this continue. And I, Hiller mentioned that too. Is like you, you want you wanted to you want when you play a game like this and you, things are going so well and you get the big win after this long break. You just like you want to get back out there. You want to try things again right away. And like that's my mindset right now. It's like I'm I'm so focused focused on this win. It's great. We're all so so excited and, and the enthusiasm is back and the confidence feels there. But it's, it's like you want to see this continue. Want to see it continue. Have to see it continue because they're not out of it. They're not out of this slump. It's just what the last two two wins in a row. Cool, great. But it's only you think about it, it's four wins in the last eighteen games. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it going before we fully talk about them getting out of the slump. But damn. Great start. Great, great fucking start. Like, man, I mean, you talk about, like, Quentin Byfield, dude. Like, Quint- I, I, I'm running other things to say about Byfield. I just have to keep reminding myself that he's only 21 years old. This dude's a gamer, man. So many areas of the ice. And not even and not even backing down from the physicality, right? Like, we see him, like, get into it with, with McDavid and Dreisaitl and all these big players on the – on the Oilers and maybe like there was certain areas, like maybe um, plays that we had seen from Byfield in the first, like his first stint with the club. I, I believe he got a couple games about two years ago when they're in their first playoff series against, the, against Edmonton. And you saw him kind of like shy away from that physicality, but now too, like he's all over it. Like he's like, bring it on. Like that little simple deke or dangle, whatever you want to call it, move he made in his own zone against Corey Perry, like, I, like, almost fell out of my chair. Because, like, those type of plays show me confidence. That shows you a ton of confidence in a player where he feels like, okay, I have this skill set. I have these hands. And why don't I put him to use? Why don't I put him to good use and then make plays happen? And to, to show that kind of confidence and that ability to make a certain play just like that, and, I mean, to break up that play, sprint up the wall, and make that pass to Trevor so all over the ice, number one star of the game, maybe between him, David Riddick, Dubois had a great game. Matt Roy was excellent. Gabrikov, like Dowdy, like you saw that commitment, right? Like that, that confidence, that, that, I mean, 20 shots, what shot block shots were 25 to five in the Kings favor. Like that's it right there. You want to see a team committed to winning and playing like excellent hockey. Like, look at that number. That's like immediately popped off. So if you see that shot, that shot block discrepancy, you know that the team's involved. The team's ready to to commit to the the win, and I, I'm jump. I'm like I'm I'm like I want to go. I want. I can't wait for Tuesday to be here, man. Like I'm I I can't wait for the next game. You just you hope they can continue this because if they these if these vibes continue, this team has the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. We've seen this team play as good as they were early parts of the season. Continue that. Have that confidence that you you know you're a good team. Don't short yourself. Don't feel like you have to like be frustrated and certain things aren't going well. Just like no, be confident that you guys have the ability to pull these games out. Like shut up for nothing to the Edmonton Oilers. That's it's it's there. The ability's there. The talent's there. The skill, everything that you need. Just play for yourselves. And I think 
Quinn Bicos said that himself. He said they played for them. They played for each other tonight. You saw that. You saw that throughout the entire game. Love it. Love hearing stuff like that. Love hearing BL Dubois saying he had he had fun out there. Want him to have fun. Like that's what you want. All the things that we kind of wanted to see after this break. Like man, like four zero shutout. David Riddick, Dubois scoring a goal. Quentin Byfield continuing his play. Kobitar's minutes were brought down. I think he only has 17 minutes on the night. Like, everything we wanted to see. It's like, perfect. Couldn't have wrote, wrote a better script for tonight. Penalty kill was excellent. So, I can go on and on. But, man, I mean, this was such a big win. And you just hope to see it continue for the next game. And I'm ready for the next one to, to get by, uh, get here already. Uh, let's go to you guys. So, anyone that wants to, wants to talk, of course. If you guys haven't been here before, you're always welcome. Ian, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Dude, dude, we kings are fucking back, bro. Love it, love it. Yeah, uh, this is like this game was the most nervous I've been for a Kings game all season. No, dude, it's so funny you said. Me too. Like I'm up there, like my my legs bouncing. I'm I'm shaking. I'm sweating. Like getting up to this game, like you know, like a loss. Like things. I don't want to say a loss would have been like detrimental to this team's confidence, like moving forward. Because I mean, it is Edmonton. They're a great team. They've been playing playing really well besides the break or whatnot. But, like, to have this win, that's going to instill, like, so much confidence in this team for the next few days, and you just want to see that continue. Yeah, I was just – I was, like, I was shaking before the game. Like, I never shake before a game. So, like, <laughs> I was just, like – like I mean, I mean, for playoffs games, I always get nervous. But, like, well, for a regular season game, I should not have been this nervous as I was. It was crazy. It was a big one. Big ones, a reason to be. You have a coaching yeah. change like that, the way they've kind of been struggling. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a massive game. What they're only three points. What one point behind the Oilers now? I don't want to say that they're going to catch them, but you just want to see this play. You want to see that commitment to winning, and, and yeah. you want to see the team having fun out there. I thought we saw all that. Yeah, we did, and um, I noticed like, like early in the game, like they kind of like. I didn't see him play the one three one as much. I mean, I know they went back to it. I think a little bit, but like in the beginning, I did not see one one three one at all. Yeah, I think in the first period, there's a lot of situations. Maybe it was more situationally where we didn't see the one three one. I know they kind of leaned on it a little bit more once you. See, I'll tell you this: you see it a lot more whenever the Oilers or the whoever they're probably going to play against. You see it a lot more when they have the puck behind their own net. They're kind of setting things up. So the Kings will back off then and say, okay, the play settled down here. There's not much going on. Let's make a line change and let's go out there and just set up that one three one in the neutral zone. So we probably won't see it as much. Maybe maybe Hiller's giving them the, to the green light to say, hey, if you got pressure, like keep going. Like keep on the pressure. Because we, I think a lot more, it's been a lot more prominent of late because you just see them no matter what, like just fall back into that one three one. But you you make a great point to see to say that you didn't really see it much in the first, and I, I didn't either. But we did start to see it a little bit more, so it's not necessarily something they're probably going to get away from anytime soon. Yeah, it was. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was like in the beginning. I was surprised like nobody was tweeting about the one three one like being gone. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, this is like pretty important. I don't know why no one's tweeting this, but it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they'll stick to it. Like, we're not seeing Hiller make a ton of drastic systemic changes, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Continue, but Ian, I appreciate you hopping on here. I'm gonna jump to the next person. Yeah, no problem. 
Have a good night. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Tommy. Tommy, let's bring you in here. Tommy, what's up, man? Get my mic on. You got me? I got you. Hey, Russ, man. Well, first and foremost, uh, not going to lie, I may have had a few crowns during that game. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. It was definitely worth it or warranted, I guess. Oh, man. But I got to tell you, first and foremost, Hiller, the presser after the game, he was great. I hadn't really heard him speak that much, and I really loved his style. And he obviously got PLD to really get on it, man. I mean, that PLD that we saw tonight, if that's who we can see through the rest of the season, I'm real happy. I'm psyched that that could be the case because he played a physical game. He played an offensive game. He really made an impact in that game. And then look at Big Save Dave. I mean, I yeah. think, is there, yeah. any, is there any question who our number one goalie is right now? Well, it's funny because he was actually asked that question. He said, hey, I'm not the number one goalie. I just play, take it day by day, which is, which is great. Of course, it's like goalie speak and it's the right answer. But, yeah, man, like 100% the, the number one goalie for the Kings right now. That for, that one save he had on Perry, it's like oh. I, bet, I bet Perry's looking up and, like, getting, like, PTSD, thinking, like, I'm used to, like, a number 32 making that kind of save in L.A., not a number 31, yeah. because, like, that was, like, prime Jonathan Quick right there. Oh, that that was as perfect as it comes. And then when you look at QB and now the Canadian press and the, you know, TSN and that, they're talking oh, yeah. about they're perfect, talking about perfect. QB for, you know, Team Canada next year. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> they've opened their eyes and they're starting to see what QB is doing here, too, and the impact that he's having on this team. And it was just overall just great. I mean, our, our, our line combos were good. It looked like they're having fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm positive. I'm uh, really happy about what I think Hiller's going to bring to the table and bring these guys back together. So, man, let's see what happens. I thought it was just a, just a great game tonight overall. It's so funny because all the all the words that you're saying or everything that you're saying, you're talking about PL Dubois having been making an impact. You're talking about the players having fun. I mean, that's all. Those are the messages that like that was the message that Hiller is trying to instill in this team. You want he challenged Dubois to have an impact after the All Star break, and that's he had an impact. Everyone's talking about having, and he said himself, it's probably one of his best games of the year. So you see that you see the and then you see the team having fun out there, where it's like. Yeah, they're involved in those that chippiness, like those after the whistle scrums. Like, yeah, the scraps, absolutely. I, yeah. Nobody took any shit out there tonight, which was good. And, you know, they weren't taking stupid penalties. They were sticking up for each other. They were protecting Big Save Dave. And mm-hmm. it was uh, everything you wanted to see in this game coming back tonight, I think we saw, mm-hmm. which was great. Hundred percent, yeah. Like, if you had a list of things that you wanted to see get checked off, everything probably made happen. I mean, I can't, I can't speak on like any one area of the game where I thought like, okay, maybe a little bit better. Like line changes, okay, we'll talk about that. Which is, so it's actually kind of funny because there was one drill specifically. I don't know if you know you guys caught it, but there was one drill in yesterday's practice. They they were practicing line changes actually. So it's kind of funny that they had too too many men on the uh, ice penalties, but like the one emphasis they had uh, during this drill that they were running, it was like speed back to the bench. Don't just coast back to the bench, and you you kind of saw that in the early parts of the game, and maybe that kind of caught them uh, a little bit uh, with the two uh, penalties there. But that that'll be something to watch for to see, and that's such a small 
that makes such a small uh, that's such a small play, but it makes such a huge impact on the on the entire game. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's to what I hope is going to be a tremendous road trip. And, uh, you know, bring it and let's get some more points on the board and let's get back into a good playoff position now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey pour one out for me, all right? Have you got it, buddy. Have a great night. Thanks. Right. Keep up the you great too, work Tommy. for you, Russ. Have a good one. All right. See you, man. Oh, man. It, I, it's, I love that he mentioned uh, Quentin Byfield on national media because, like, it's so it was kind of disappointing because of the struggles that the Kings were going through. Even even with all that, like Quentin Byfield just continued to consistently be this great player and probably the best player for the Kings throughout that time. So for him to have a game like this uh, on a game where it's hockey night in Canada up in, up north, like that, he deserves it. He deserves the praise. He's been like easily, I don't want to say the best player on the Kings, but one of the best players on this team. And the sky's the limit with this dude, man. Like I, I can't wait to see. Uh, where he goes, and I think it's a, it's a good time, I guess, to bring on uh, Twitter named Byfield's Burner. Byfield Burner, what do you think of the game, man? How's it going? I got that you. was uh, that was a phenomenal win. Okay, that was something that I think we all we all needed after uh, you know what we went through, and for them to come out and do that. And Jim Hiller, I, th- I think he did a fantastic job tonight. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I really su- uh, highly suggest you guys go back and, and listen to his presser. It's like so like the thing with his presser too is like he'll he'll be so transparent. He'll tell you like what he'll tell you what he um everything that you probably want to hear, but then on things you, that he's not going to tell you, he'll tell you straight up. He's like, I'm not going to tell you guys that, which is yeah. good. Like you want to hear that from it's supposed to just a coach kind of beating around the bush. But he, he's like he got a little emotional talking about during the anthem. He's thinking about his dad who passed away four years ago, and it's like. You can see the thing. The thing that I've realized with Hiller uh, these first couple of days is he gets to he kind of connects with you more on a personal level, and kind of I wonder that's kind of how what the the players need is a, a coach who's going to connect with them more on a personal level and build relationships as opposed to maybe just like a teacher or professor who's just kind of kind of teach you the game a little bit more. And I think Hiller kind of is bringing that mentality. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. He just he just is saying the right things right now, and, and I think what he did near the end of the game there, when he uh, kind of played the players that you know were playing well for them, it seemed like he kind of shortened the bench a little bit. And I don't know if that yeah. was just me I noticed, right? But yeah. it worked out, and and I don't know, it's just a lot more energy. The building was sound like on TV. It sounded like it was crazy. I, oh, it was I, an I epic, epic crowd tonight, yeah. and that definitely like played a factor. I saw Jim Hiller said that. Um, about the about the building there, and uh, mm-hmm. man, I just Byfield just playing at a, another level right now, and it's just it's fun to see, and it's been a long time coming, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's just yeah, it's really fun to watch right now, and hopefully that just continues. Who's your number one star of the game? I think it's got to be Riddick. I think right. Riddick? Okay. I think it's got to be Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think I think you can either hit a Riddick or, or Byfield, but man, yeah, like I I. I would probably give it to Riddick too, because yeah, like, like there's a like those saves you're making, they weren't easy saves to make. I mean, you could talk about no. the Perry save, yeah, but even then, like throughout the entire game, like he was getting challenged, but he stood up to the task, and Absolutely. I just keep reminding myself, like, man, like where would this team be if he had been claimed on waivers earlier on in the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we've, we've been kind of blessed with some uh, some goaltending a little bit. You see, we had Copy last year, and he kind of came in, did this, and. 
mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully Rita can keep on rolling like this. You know, Talbot's been going through some things and, you know, that's okay. As long, you know, we have Riddick to help us out and it's working out. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is great for Talbot, right? Like give him the rest that he needs. Yeah. Um, maybe he was getting a little overworked because he, he was playing almost every game early parts of the season. He's playing really well. Yeah. But like, he's got, he's got some legs on like, He's getting up there in age, so he's probably getting a little overworked a bit. So to to give him this rest, hopefully he can kind of get his game back. And if you can have that one-two tandem, if Riddick can stay consistently at this level he's playing at right now, it's pretty good uh, confidence in the goaltending right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the fact Love. that uh, we were able to kind of neutralize, you know, McDavid and Dreisel, they, they had a couple moments where it was like, oh, boy, I almost went in. But, you know, I, I just think uh, – yeah, they did a great job at, you know, slowing those guys down. And it was nice to see him break his stick on the bench there. <laughs> nice. I love seeing that. I think all of us did. Yep. But, yep. Um, that shows that that's that frustration you want to implement in McDavid, right? If you're seeing that happen, then you know you're playing a great game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just, uh, yeah, he's a great player. But, you know, it's it's nice to see it from our end, you know, when he does stuff like that. I don't know. It's just a great game, man. I'm just yeah, over the moon about it, and I can't wait for the next one. Yes, sir. Appreciate you hopping on here, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to uh, Fiala's beer. Fiala's beer, man. I thought Fiala played it like a quietly like a really good game. Was, he, didn't, he didn't get the minutes because a lot of penalty kill, but I thought you saw Kevin Fiala uh, involved, not necessarily offensively, but even defensively and, and physical too. What would you think, Fiala's beer? How you doing? Good, Russ. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear your question. It was a little delayed. No, I was just asking, like, what do you think of Fiala's game tonight? I see you got your your name, Fiala's beer. Uh, yeah, I thought he played great. Actually, uh, my favorite play of the game actually was when he turned the puck over, and he went back defensively and got it back for the Kings. And that's something we've always wanted from Fiala, and like. Mm-hmm. During the uh, losing streak, like he, I still thought that he was playing very good defensively, and like this whole season, I just think he's his defensive game has stepped up since last year. He's he's definitely getting better. I feel like there's been instances where where it's like you you kind of like like roll your eyes and like, dude, Kev, like what are you doing, man? And and I think we've probably seen that a little bit more because of how the team has been playing as a whole. But yeah, like you you talked about that one play, like if you see that from Kev, he can be such a great like all around player. If he can add that type of, uh, if he can add that to his game, like that two hundred foot play, like I mean, man, like those goals and the pretty playmaking and passing that that'll come. But just like show some of that bat checking capability, show some of that physicality in your own end, because that'll lead to rushes going the other way and leads to more opportunity and more scoring chances. And we, I think we saw a, a taste of that tonight. Yeah. And uh, Russ, I had a question for you because I've been thinking about it for a while. And after seeing it today, uh, where do we go with this Matt Roy situation? Cause I'm not going to lie. I, I really don't want to see him go. He's, he's such a great defender, but you got Clark and Spence that are ready to play. And I'm sure you could assume that Clark and Spence could be annoyed not getting minutes and stuff like that. So where do you go in this Roy situation? Do you trade him? Do you extend him? I, oh man, if they could find a way to extend him and maybe figure out a way to get Clark and Spence in the lineup, maybe you switch one of those players to the left side. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't 
like I'm so on the fence on trading him. Like at the beginning of the year, I would have been like, no, like there's no way. You could you could talk me into it if like depending on the return and if it's like a hockey trade, maybe one for one, solid play in return. But like I think I probably got more of my foot in the in the area of not trading him and keeping him throughout the year, dude. Like tonight, like I thought Matt Roy was a, an absolute monster defensively. Like there were times like I think what what was the one play? I think it was Fogel, uh, maybe not Fogel, or maybe Yanmark that just kind of hacked uh, Riddick. And Matt Roy just straight up tackled him in front of the net. Like, not that's not going to play, dude. Like, like th- I thought Roy and Gavrikov, Dowdy too, Anderson, all those guys played a, a really solid game. And if you want to win games, I think Matt Roy on this team gives you the best chance to do that and go far and probably win and try to win a Stanley Cup. So that's where, like, like if you trade Roy and you have a back end where, with Jordan Spence and Brent Clark in the lineup, uh, probably have either Spence or, Ga- or or Clark matched up with Gavrikov. I don't necessarily think that makes you a better team. I don't think it makes you too much worse, but I, I don't know. I think I still think that Matt Roy is such an, a big impact on this team on the blue line that you have to figure out a way to keep him. And then who knows what will happen in the, in the offseason. But for right now, I just say don't trade him. Don't trade Roy. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think Keeping them is the best bet for the Kings. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Play the who's, the who's your player of the game? You said it was Riddick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Riddick, hundred percent. Like yeah. I think he stopped like three goals, mm-hmm. especially the save where you talked about how it looked like Jonathan Quick and <laughs> just like I remember all those saves he used to make, uh, Jonathan Quick, like back in the day, and I, I kind of got like very. I was very happy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was nice. We we got to hear from Riddick after the game, and he talks about how the the journey he he said uh, in Ontario or the early part of the season was so big for him to get his game back and get his mind right because he hadn't been playing as much the last few years. So that was great, and it's it's weird because like yeah, maybe he's just another Phoenix Copley to come in and kind of I don't want to say save the season, but just come in and play a solid game for the Kings because. Like, like that, let's face it, like they play a pretty solid defensive game, which, which helps out the goaltenders a little bit. But, yeah, there were times like Riddick's just stood on his head and kept the Kings in it and, and, and kept the Oilers off the score sheet. So, yeah, I would agree with uh, your choice as, as the number one star of the game. But I, I appreciate you hopping on here, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, Russ. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Have a good night. You too. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Alex. Alex, let's get you connected here. Alex, how you doing, man? Doing good, brother. Doing good. How is everybody going? Hey, it's going going well. Nice to have you on here. What would you uh, think of the game tonight? Dude, I knew we were winning once uh, Riddick decided he wanted to save a puck with his balls, with that split. <laughs> um, after that, it was it was game over for the Oilers. There was, mm-hmm. there was no way they were going to win with – I mean, it's one thing when Riddick's, Riddick's making saves. It's another thing when his balls gets into the game. So <laughs> there's no big way. Dick, they don't call him Big Dick Dave for nothing, right? Exactly. There's something there. There's something that a lot of people need to know about people from Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia, I guess. Um, but I'm just happy, honestly. I feel like I'm the only LA Kings fan here in Texas because Dallas hey, Stars. Hey, hey, my, my colleague Randon is also in Texas, so he, he goes to. 
quite a few games in Dallas there too. So maybe Ugh. you guys have to connect. Uh, probably, but I'm down here in San Antonio, so okay. It's, okay. it's just it's just the Spurs and Cowboys over here. And if I tell everybody I'm a Kings fan, they all automatically think I'm Sacramento Kings or whatever, you know. So, <laughs> anyways, get back on point, dude. This game was much needed. QB was on point. Riddick was on point. Everybody was locked in. I would be. I would be lying if I didn't say when I saw the lines, line rushes come out, like the like the lines and stuff come out before the game started. I was like, dude, the only change on here is fucking Turcotte. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even Turcotte, I don't even think they changed at all. Turcotte played in the last game, so there, I don't even believe there was any change. Right, but the thing is, is like, you know, I know they, they've been preaching like change is going to be subtle and everything like that. It, I mean, you look at the line, there's no change has been done. So I was like, oh, God damn it. We're going to fucking get our ass handed to us. But then you see the intensity from everybody, the block shots. Peel Dubois decided he wanted to play ho- hockey today. So that was amazing. Um, it's just and then Fiala decided that decided that he didn't want to be the main character today. He just wanted to be a supporting role. Yep. So that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. I guess he felt like the game had to be on his shoulders and he was doing too much and all those turnovers. And it was just hard to see when every time that he did those turnovers. But I'm glad we got a win against this god-awful Edmonton team. I, <laughs> I, I, And the thing is, too, also, I don't understand where, where this intensity was at yeah. when – you know, um, the the man that should should not be named was at the helm. You know, uh-huh. it, it's just it's frustrating. It's sad. It's it's a it's like a it's a barrel of emotions here, knowing that McClellan's not here to kind of like just like soak in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like that's why it's so like you 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 said it, you said it best. Like it's so frustrating that you don't see this team. Or we didn't, see, we haven't seen this team for the last month or two, and but now they can come out and just do it. And like, yeah, you can you can question a lot. And I, I obviously question some of the lineup choices that that has been made, or McClellan, I guess, have been made the last few uh, during this stretch here. Right. And with Hillary coming out with the same thing, like I was, I was reserved. I was like, okay, like I understand, like you don't want to come in and just change things up right away, like and just kind of put your foot down and, and make all these drastic moves. Like people say like, Oh, like he's not coming in and, and changing anything. Like, like, or they're, they're, they're not changing anything in terms of the lineup. Firing the coach is a big fucking change. Like, that's a big change. Like in terms of not just necessarily the lineups, but in terms of your mentality. And that's what yeah. this team needed. Like this is this same lineup. How many games did this same lineup win at the beginning of the year in October and November? They've probably won quite a few. So exactly. So it's like he said it best. Like Hiller said it best. Like it was just a mindset thing that this team needed to get back to that confidence they had at the beginning of the year, and that's exactly what we saw tonight. So if you're not going to make any changes in terms of your lineup, make sure you make that change in the team's head up up there. So like, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, we definitely saw that. Do it, and I I I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I forgot what game it was, but whenever they decided they wanted to put uh, Pierre Dubois. On the wing, I was like, "Oh God, damn it, McCullen! God damn it, you're gone, dude! You're gone, dude! He's a center, fucker! 
God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was a move I wasn't too fond of. I think it was just more out of desperation. He was trying to do whatever he could to get Reaching or whatever. For something, bro. Yeah, try to get something out of Dubois. But uh, like I've said, I've said it to you guys a couple times now, and I'll say it again. Like the one uh, player I saw Hiller connect with the most as the assistant coach throughout this entire year was Pierre Dubois. Yeah, Pierre Dubois, and mm-hmm. I feel like that is what. Dubois needed is like he needed a head coach or he needed a coach that's going to get to him on a personal level and really try to figure out what's really going on there with that player because you saw it tonight you saw it on the ice like just him he needed hustling. a player's coach he needed a player's coach he needs to there someone who's going to get in year not necessarily going to grind you down and really teach you the x's and o's and tell you what's going on but just kind of figure out what's going on with Peel Dubois probably as a person really just figure that part out because mm-hmm. you'll if you can get him to have fun out there on the ice, you'll get a great player. You'll see that 60-plus point player a consistent on a consistent basis. And this was mm-hmm. a great start. Great start. Yep, yep. I mean, he is French-Canadian, so you got to appeal to his emotions. So, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm not going to touch that one, but yeah. I, 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 <laughs> all right. Well, everyone have a good night. Um, it's like 1 o'clock over here in Texas, so uh, I'll see you guys. <laughs> I appreciate you hopping out here, Alex. Have a good one. Later. Oh, I, I love it. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to OC Steve. OC Steve, what's up, buddy? What do you think of the game tonight? Big one, right? Sweet, dude. And it was nice to actually hear you on YouTube asking questions at a lot of those press conferences, man. I appreciate it, yeah. A lot of of answers we probably needed to hear. Well, it's just you're asking questions more so than rather than the blanket ones. You were asking some hard-hitting questions, so it was nice hearing your voice there, dude. So I appreciate you being a person of the people and not necessarily a chairman of committee with actually asking genuine questions because we were interested in kind of the demeanor of the coach and especially the one about analytics. Hey, I hear from you guys, man. Like, I'm I'm a fan just like everyone else here. Like, I don't hold myself to any other regard. Like, I'm I'm here – Try to be that bridge to the fans. Like a lot of the questions you guys have, I have those questions too. Why is Andreas England getting ice time? Why is Trevor Lewis getting all this? Like I have all these big questions too. Like so, like we're trying to we're trying to build this community and try to get all these like answers for you guys. I feel like I don't want to say I've been missing, but like we're 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 doing something. We're getting uh getting the answers. I feel like we need. I think Hiller's doing it. Has done a great job with that so far in his first couple pressers uh, with the media. I think he's been very transparent telling us what we want to hear, telling us what we need to hear, and then also telling us what we he can't tell us, too. Because I think with McClellan or some other coaches that we've seen, like they'll just kind of beat around that bush and not necessarily give you the answer, but maybe give you just like that, I don't know, maybe fluid answer a little bit. I, you can give it that. Yeah, no, I, I just appreciate it, man. It's, it's not falling on deaf ears when we do these Twitter spaces and things like that, so – it goes the extra mile that it's in your brain as well as our brain. And you're just trying to, to answer the questions for the people like myself that can't be in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm a but but I liked what I saw from Hiller. I agree with what everybody else has said tonight, that he seems more like a player coach, like he's coming from the perspective of understanding being in the thick of it, so to speak. Um so I think that played tonight, like you said before, leading into this week, this was going to be a character building game. Um, and I think that they just need to find their groove. We all know they have the talent. We saw it at the earlier portion of this year. Something got into their head and they just became snake bit, you know? Yep. Snowball effect, right? Like everything that was going wrong just like kept going wrong. What's that Murphy's Law? You just like 
you see all the stuff just continually just compound throughout this this stretch here and you just get so far deep that you you can't find your way up you know so and the coach is just desperate and you could just tell that todd was getting desperate like his answers went from calm to bad to worse to i don't know anymore and i don't know anymore is not something you necessarily want to hear from a head coach yeah yeah and i think that's where um where Hiller comes into play, to like that player coach, that personal uh, relationship builder he can have, where he can have those one-on-one conversations and really try to get to know the players, not necessarily just as hockey players, but as people too. And I think that's what what maybe has been missing and what maybe was missing from McClellan. I, like, who knows? Like, McClellan was probably doing a lot of these one-on-one conversations behind closed doors, but to see that a little bit more visibly on the ice at practice and during practice, I think that's, that's a, a big uh, big positive sign for this team and something they needed. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, man. It's just, I don't know, maybe Todd got so consumed with his plan and he just didn't know what to do outside of the plan, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So you, you got to, sometimes you got to build the plane while you're flying it. And if it's not taking off the ground, then it's time to retool what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of where I think Hiller is adapting. I think, let's be honest, Todd's kind of an older coach. He was a little reluctant to, to lean into some of the younger guys that were in the rain. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see guys like Turcott and Clark getting their due. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see what happens with Clark. Uh, I, I don't want to see them switched in and out with, with, I don't want to see him switch in and out with Spence. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Cause last time I talked with, with Hiller, he said that he, he, when this team was rolling and playing really well, we saw Spence consistently in the lineup and he was playing good when he was in the lineup and he wants to get back to that. So like with Clark, in my opinion, I think they just need to send him back down to the A. Just like, there's no reason to have him just up here, just sitting, watching games. Just bring him over Ari, if that's the case. Like if you want to just have a seventh defenseman, just bring up Jacob Mobarara and get Brent Clark down there in the A, dominating like he has been, get, continue to give him that, those minutes and, and instilling that confidence in him. Because then next year, when maybe Matt Roy's not around, now you have a confident Brent Clark who's going to come up and do his thing, and you have a well-rounded Jordan Spence who's been playing a full season of really solid hockey and hopefully gets some playoff experience under his belt too. So Sky's like this team, like a lot. Of, that's the thing too is like the players that are making like a lot of uh, a great impact. They're they're here for the long haul. You have you have a uh, uh, Quentin Byfield, twenty one years old. We're talking about Brent Clark, who's what twenty years old. You have Jordan. This hit twenty one this week, dude. Yeah, Clark. <laughs> Yeah, so young players are making a really solid impact right now, and you still have those middle middle uh, vets too. You have Adrian Kempe, Mikey Anderson, Trevor Moore, like uh, even Kevin Fiala. I'll, I'll add to that mix. Dubois, who had a solid game, if he can continue this, you have players that are signed. If they can just keep that mentality going of, with this confidence here, you have a team that can be do- dominant here for the near future. Yeah, I just think they needed to refine themselves, and I think that if they can just build upon this, I mean, you were covering it this week, man, and I appreciate that, seeing Arvidsson in a white jersey, you know? Yeah, too. That's, that's something actually I'm, I'm totally forgetting about. Like, man, if they can get Arby back, who knows? Maybe he can be back at the next game on Tuesday, which would be great. But, yeah, once once this team gets Arvidsson back, it's like, what, like witness the full power of this uh, fully operational battle system, whatever they call it. Like, yeah, the is, Death Star is fully operational. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't wait. Like, even now, like, even during the game today, like, I saw, and especially during the power play, which Hiller's mentioned specifically talking about Arvidsson missing on the power play being a key factor. Like, having that uh, that player 
just being a right shot and his playmaking ability and his shot, that's going to be a huge addition to this, this lineup. And hopefully he can be 100% and be the Victor Arvidsson uh, that we've seen the last few years so far. Well, my question to you, though, dude, is with that in mind, with him right around the corner, I, I know that we have a little bit of financial constraints. Do we send Loft back down to Ontario since he's still like no. on a starting contract? No, Loft isn't going anywhere. He shouldn't go anywhere. He's been a very reliable player. Uh, he needs to stay in this lineup. There's no reason to take uh, Leferrier out. And actually, the, the cap constraints are a little overblown right now. I believe last I checked, they have like a little over $4 million in cap space uh, right now. And some of that is tied to LTIR with Arvidsson. But yeah, I believe they wouldn't need to make that many moves to bring Victor Arvidsson back. Probably the only one that would probably, they'd probably have to do is send Lozada to LTIR. But I know uh, Zach Dooley mentioned earlier today in his uh, his um, piece about practice that Arvid, or Lozada's skating on his own already. So that's good to hear. But, yeah, I don't think you'd have to make too many big moves uh, to get Arvidsson uh, back in the lineup in terms of the salary cap. So, Leferrier should stay. Maybe Arvidsson goes in. Uh, Jared Anderson, Dolan spot. I saw them kind of switching in and out during some practice drills the other day. So, I think that would be maybe the easy switch and then just kind of go from there. But, yeah, I don't think uh, Leferrier should go anywhere. And so, you think that Arvidsson would eventually move with Dubois? Yeah, I think that that'll be a spot. So, you have uh, the top six with uh, Byfield, Kopitar, Kempe, Moore, Deneau, Fiala, uh, Leferrier, Dubois, Arvidsson. <laughs> like, man, I mean, if you can get Arvidsson and Dubois kind of building a connection, like, whew, like I like it. I like it. Yeah, and it just puts a lot of pressure off of PLD where he just needs to be the playmaker guy and just get forward possession into the offensive zone. Yeah, like, let's face it, Victor Arvidsson – at certain times during his tenure here so far in LA, there's nights where he's the best player on the on the team, and he can kind of take. He's not a thirty goal goal scorer in the NHL uh, by chance. Like he's a really solid all around player. So like to get an impact player like that back in this lineup would be massive, massive for the team. Especially with like third line minutes, that would kind of ease the tension on both those guys. Where it's just like we just need you to get a goal, man. Like yeah. Yeah, I think his presence on the a power play will notice quite a bit as soon as he, he makes it. Because, like, I love Kopi, but having him on the half wall uh, on the other side of another lefty, just it's it's so tough to watch because he gets that puck and he just not, he's not an immediate threat to score from that spot. And because that, like, that is left handed and then him being reluctant to shoot just all the time just continues to frustrate me but just yeah i think having arvidson in that spot would be so huge and an added impact uh for the power play yeah and i won't be offended if clark goes back down because that'll make watching ontario that much nicer right now because they're like they're kind of teetering at the moment truth be told so yeah they, they they're they're going through it they're, they've been impact i talked to jared chaffern actually the other day and he's he said that the, the boys are they're they're doing good it's just their impact their roster's been uh kind of impacted a little bit by what the kings are going through so it's tough. What you lose Clark, you lose Turcotte. They they lost uh, Morara at times early on in the season. They're going through it a little bit, but I think once you find a little bit of consistency, and like you said, if you get Clark back down there, hopefully that helps them out a little bit. But OC Steve, I appreciate you hopping on here, like always, man. Yeah, later, Russ. Appreciate it, man. Later, go Kings, go. Man. Have a good night. Whew. Love it, guys. Love it. That'll. I'm gonna go ahead and end it right now. But like like always, I appreciate you guys hopping on here. 
man, solid win. I feel like it really hasn't hit me like the Kings are back in like 4-0, like to the Edmonton Oilers. Like I just, like I said, I just want Tuesday to just get here already. I want the, it could be, I don't even know if that's actually the, the next game or next day that they play, but like I want this next game to get her ready and hopefully they can kind of continue this because if they can win big and play at the level they played tonight in the next game, then maybe the Kings really are back. But until then, I guess we'll just have to wait and hopefully uh, lean on this one a a little bit more. But until then, have a good night, everybody. Appreciate you guys always. Go Kings, go.